Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together, we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello. Hello there. How are you? Oh, I am great. I am just a little sleepy. Because yes, why is that? I was at Minnie's Moonlit Madness, which for those who don't know, it is a scavenger hunt slash trivia game that takes place at Disney California Adventure Park after hours. So Ugh. I'm just a little loopy right now, so it'll make for an interesting podcast. I love it. I love it. Thanks. That's so exciting. It was so much fun. I was going to say, what was the hardest clue or the most fun clue? Ooh, well, okay. So there are 10 clues. We finished nine, and then we had about four minutes to finish the 10th clue, which I think would have taken us maybe 30 minutes <laughs> if we had the time to spare. But it was a little, okay. it was like a series of connect the dots, and then you had to cross through some letters and unscramble the letters, which writes out a question, then you have to answer the question. We couldn't have done it in four minutes, but despite that, oh my goodness. proud of my team, we did win first last year in the division that we did. But it was the easy division. But still, <laughs> good Amazing. track record. This year we did medium hard. So we'll see. I think the results are coming soon. So I'll keep you posted. Well, I look forward to an update on that. And Jeffrey, how Ooh. about you? Well, I'm a little peaked myself. <laughs> I am here in Philadelphia. By the time uh, listeners listen to this, we will have knock on wood had our media event for the opening of Disney 100, the exhibition world premiering here at the fabulous Franklin Institute. So I'm here with our pals Becky and Michael Vargo and of course fun folk like Joanna and Matthew and Amaris and all the, the great archives team as well as some of the great D23 team like Justin and Paula and Adam are all here because we have a D23 member event that also will have taken place by the time this comes out. Woo so I'm like talking to my future self. But the <laughs> exhibition looks amazing. It looks better than any of the renderings I saw. It looks better than I could have ever dreamed. And I dreamed pretty big, princess. <laughs> the archives and the, the team at Semmel have really just outdone themselves. It is extraordinary. Everything from seeing, and, and Becky talked about this a little bit, but seeing the birds fly in the Mary Poppins snow globe, which you hear that as a really cool Peppers ghost, like the Haunted Mansion effect, and you, you get an idea. But seeing it, it's like, oh, wow. Watching the Kiss Goodnight take place in the parks mm. scene where Tinkerbell flies through the room and then there's fireworks behind the castle. It's beautiful. And of course, the incredible creation that the Walt Disney Studios, Walt Disney Archives and Industrial Light and Magic all partnered on to have Walt there to greet guests in the prologue room. And it's just beautiful. I got chills. It's incredible. I could go on, but we've got a lot of news to get to. And <laughs> one of the fun things that they had in a section that had some Marvel pieces was a helmet for Man and the Wasp. Oh. And very appropriate because on the show today, we have the fabulous Evangeline Lilly, star of Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. First of all, she's incredible in the movie. Mm. We got some fun stories there. And I'm a massive fan of Lost. So Me we went too. there. Uh, I Wait. can't believe we got to talk to Kate. It was so cool. What a delight. She was a delight. Anyway, so <laughs> lots of great stuff coming up. So tune in. But first, of course, we're going to Disneyland. Actually, we're not. Patrick Mahomes went to Disneyland. 
So congratulations to the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes, a Disney fan, I am told, went to Disneyland. You can see all about his visit at the Disney Parks blog. Plus, during the big game, there were some incredible spots, including a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, which was great. It was short, but then you watched Mm -hmm. the long one online and, oh, wow, funny Mm -hmm. and also a little like, oh, Mm -hmm. things are going down. (laughs) Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, new trailer, which is very funny. And, of course... We got the Disney 100 spot, which was just beautiful. Two minutes of pure nostalgia, memories, magic, just beautiful. You can see it at what we call the big Disney social at Disney social. It's beautiful. Just so many great moments from this past Sunday. Gave me chills. I love it. Yeah. Well, pack your lays and your microphones. I don't know. I told you this would be a loopy episode. The upcoming season of American Idol is heading back to Aulani Resort. That is right. So between the coaching sessions and their performances, the contestants get to enjoy all of the things Aulani has to offer. From soaking up the sun in the pool to dining on island cuisine to, of course, indulging on Mickey Shave ice the two alani episodes are also going to feature the all-star judges that we know and love luke bryan katie perry and lionel richie along with ryan seacrest and celebrity mentors so check out the season premiere the 21st season of abc's american idol on sunday at 8 p.m wow lucky 21 lucky 21 well speaking of islands but different the new game disney illusion island is coming July 28th. Yes, that is soon. I know it's only February, but feels soon. (laughs) This game was announced at D23 Expo last fall, and it is, for all you gamers out there, a local co-op 2D adventure platformer. It's now available for pre-order, and it's going to debut exclusively on Nintendo Switch. You can fly solo. You can team up with up to three friends, play as the Fab Four, Travel to the beautiful yet mysterious island of Monath to retrieve three missing magical books that protect the island. Yes, you can run, you can swim, you can swing, you can jump, you can even utilize Goofy's giant mustard bottle, whatever that is. I mean, (laughs) that just seems like any normal day, but okay. Exactly. For more updates, be sure to follow Disney Games on Twitter and Facebook, and you can check out a trailer for the game at the Disney Parks blog. Nice, nice. Well, speaking of some of our favorite characters, we talked about it before, Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. It is now going to be reopening March 19th. Now, our friends at Disneyland let people know that because of all the wild storms, I mean, it it felt like it never stopped raining here. Mm -hmm. It did impact the opening date by a few days. So March 19th, mark your calendars, Disneyland fans, because the rest of Toontown will be opening. Woohoo! Indeed. Well, it's Valentine's week, so this story is very fitting to the theme. Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons, together with Allure Bridals, just unveiled a brand new collection of Disney princess-inspired gowns and bridesmaids' dresses. Yay! Nice. Mm-hmm, they are stunning. These gowns are inspired by Ariel, Aurora, Belle, Cinderella, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Rapunzel, Snow White, and Tiana. There are 21 gowns that were in- unveiled in this magical, beautiful, dazzling fashion show right in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Resort. If you want puff sleeves, you got it. If you want dreamy accessories like custom veils, you got it. Delicate tulle flowers? Why not? 
the Disney Fairytale Weddings 2023 collection truly has a dress for every bride's style. I mentioned this, there are nine princess-inspired bridesmaid gowns for the first time this fall. And on top of the beautiful garments, they just unveiled the design of a new coach that will join the fleet of Disney's fairytale weddings carriages. Mm. Yes. For all of this and to see the dresses and more, visit DisneyWeddings.com. Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, in totally unrelated news, <laughs> the new Disney Channel series Saturdays, which is about a teenager named Paris Johnson and her roller skating crew, will be debuting on Disney Channel Friday, March 24th at 9 p.m. And that actually follows the return of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. The third season begins that night. I know my niece Dylan is very excited, so... All of those exciting shows are going to be on Disney Channel, and they will stream on Disney Plus shortly thereafter. You can always check out the Disney Channel YouTube page for some very fun trailers. Also, something fun for the youngins, for the younglings, if you will, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. It was announced that's going to be premiering on Disney Plus and Disney Junior on May the 4th, otherwise known as Star Wars Day. The show follows some Jedi younglings as they study the ways of the Force, explore the galaxy, and of course help citizens and creatures in need, and they are learning their valuable skills that they need to become a Jedi. Mm. So looking forward to that and the Force. May it and be with you. May it continue being with you for this next piece. Speaking of stars and Star Wars, more huge names have been added to the Star Wars Celebration lineup. This will take place April 7th through 10th. It is Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023. We've got Ewan McGregor. We've got Andy Serkis. We've got Ian McDermott. We've got Billy D. Williams. We've got Rosario Dawson. Yes! I mean, wow, star-studded. Check yep. out StarWars.com for more of the talent lineup, autograph details, and more, more, more. Speaking of more, 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 <laughs> this is actually, I mean, more, more, more. I mean, we love our Disney here, and we can't get enough of it. We can't get enough of Toy Story. We can't get enough of Zootopia. We can't get enough of Frozen. So it was great news to all of us when on our earnings call last week, our CEO, Bob Iger, announced that there are sequels in the works from our animation studios for Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia. Which Yay! Cannot wait for, to see more of those franchises. Plus, he announced that we are bringing an exciting Avatar experience to Disneyland Resort. That is all we know. We do not know more yet, but I yeah, am here for it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. You know what I'm also ready for? Lunch? Oh, I... Always. <laughs> I'm ready for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, in addition to Secrets of Sulphur Springs, my niece is going to be very excited that there is a new episode of Bunked on Friday, February 17th. And it involves a livestock auction. So I... <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Same. The following day, Saturday, it's a new episode of Hamster and Gretel at 9.30 p.m. on Disney Channel. The Litigator versus The Luchador. I'm intrigued. And Strawberry Fest Forever. Nice. Nice. 
Well, also on Saturday at 10 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. are two back-to-back episodes of Marvel's Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. That show is so much fun. D23 did some great coverage, so if you have not already gone over to d23.com or d23 socials and seen some of the very fun videos they posted with the cast, I highly recommend you do that right now. And on Sunday, it's the season premiere. Yes, I'm reminding you again of American Idol at 8 p.m. on ABC. So join the judges as they embark on their search across New Orleans, Las Vegas, and Nashville to find the next singing sensation. Ooh, nice. Well, and you can stay on ABC all night, apparently, because at 10 p.m. (laughs) is the season premiere of The Company You Keep. Now, this is a show for mature audiences only, so just giving you the heads up there with Milo Ventimiglia, who I'm a big fan of. But it's about a crazy collision between a con man and an undercover CIA officer. So I'm looking forward to all the intrigue that that brings. Mm-hmm. On to our guest who's ready to dive into the quantum realm. We first fell in love with her incredible talent as Kate on ABC's Lost, and now she's flying high as the Wasp in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Please welcome to the show, Evangeline Lilly. Yay! Hello there. Hello. Hello. You guys, you're not going to stop me. I'm coming for you. Woohoo. Whatever <laughs> you need, I'm here. All right. All right. So the movie is amazing. It is funny. It is thrilling. You have lots of action sequences. How long does it take to get into fighting shape for a role like this? I don't. I don't okay. get into fighting shape for a role like this. I don't have to do my own fights. My character is this big when she fights. <laughs> and that's all micro unit CGI. So I get to sit back and sip a latte while these very hardworking fingers on some very <laughs> intelligent technicians <laughs> do all the hard work for me. That, that is the life. I mean, really, you get to be an Avenger, but you don't have to get in shape. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's that's a win-win. <laughs> I saw you on that red carpet last night. You look in perfect shape, I've got to say. Well, you have a few intense moments with Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, who you, of course, have worked with before. Was there a favorite scene to film with them? Yes. Yes. There is a scene in the film where something that's been sort of stewing or brewing between them leading up to the beginning of the film, which is that Hope has had this, her hopes kind of dashed and how she expected her reunion with her mother to be. You know, she thought that they would be really intimate and tell each other everything and they would be best friends. And then suddenly her mom turns out to be severely PTSD and she's keeping secrets and she's not letting Hope in. And Hope's really hurt by that. And she's been knocking on the door for a long time. And so early on in the film, that kind of comes to a head. And there's this essentially a family spat where Hope is kind of acting like a teenage girl going, well, mom, (laughs) if you want me to trust you, then make me trust you. And she turns around and she snaps right back at Hope. And then the dad jumps in, Hank jumps in, and he's like, okay, okay, let's all just calm down. (laughs) And it's this classic, like almost, you know, family drama, teenage rebellion moment between these grown adults in this otherworldly universe called the quantum realm where they're sorting out their normal family stuff and it was really nice to be able to play a real scene like that so often these movies you're like doing these big complicated technical scenes and that was just like 
through a mom and dad and a kid figuring it out. <laughs> Even just hearing talking about filming that scene it could just be in the scripting, but it seems like there's a lot of fun on that set. Is there a lot of laughter? Is it funny? Well, I mean, Catherine Newton, who plays Cassie, she talks about how she couldn't keep a straight face the entire time she was doing the film. <laughs> But she did every scene with Paul Rudd. <laughs> so like Michelle and Michael and I are all very chillaxed. We just relax and we do our job and we have lots of conversations, but they, I think they tend to be like mellow. <laughs> you know, we talk about our kids. We talk about politics. We talk about life. It's a little bit different, slightly different environment on our set. I love that. Well, aside from all the things happening in Quantum Mania and beyond, what was a Marvel Cinematic Universe secret that truly shocked you looking back? Oh, man. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Iron Man dying. Oh, yeah. So I was a part of his funeral scene. And of course, they were calling it the wedding scene leading up to it. Uh, That's how much of a secret it was. They wouldn't even tell us until wow. we got there and did the scene. I mean, we we kind of all ended up finding out anyway. Because <laughs> word gets round, these things get out. But that was a big secret. And um, of course, I, everyone started asking like, but is he really dead? Because you could hardly imagine the Marvel Cinematic Universe without Robert Downey Jr. So that was a big one. That's big. Wow. The mm. wedding scene, that is so yeah, fascinating. The, the wedding scene, <laughs> quote, mm. air quote, the wedding scene. <laughs> Do you watch the other Marvel films and series to keep up with everything happening? I used to. And then phase four happened and I couldn't keep up. There was just <laughs> too much material. I don't have that much time. I'm a working mother. I don't, I've done my best. I think I've done the lion's share of what's come out, but I've definitely missed a few. I mean, there's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot. lot. It is a lot. I mean, it's hard to like fit in eating and watching all the Marvel <laughs> content. Now, people who listen to the podcast know this. I'm a massive Disney Cruise Line fan. I loved ah. seeing you appear as the Wasp in Quantum Encounter. Have you seen it? Because it came out amazing. I don't know if you've been able to sail yet or if you saw it just on a screen or anything. I have not seen it, but I would be very interested to see it because it was really fun to shoot. And I never did. Like that was you know, one of those things that goes onto the cruise lines. It's not like it's out there for the whole world to see. And so, no, I've never seen it. But, you know, that was my fifth. If you want to call it a project, I'm going to call it a project. And I think that as a Disney Cruise Line fan, you're going to agree with me. That was a project. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's, it is like a little film. I love it. It is a little film. It was my fifth project working with Anthony Mackie and never doing a scene together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Five times That's, we've been in a project together and something. we've never shared a scene. We've never had a line with one another. We've never even looked at each other on camera. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Well, okay. Beyond the Marvel Cinematic Universe, let's, let's expand to the Disney Universe. Many people, myself included, came to know and love you from Lost. Do you have a favorite memory from all that time shooting in Hawaii? I mean, I don't think I have a favorite memory, but I do have a very simple moment that stands out very loudly, which is this one day when I think it was probably in season one or two, it was early on. And I was standing on the beach waiting for them to set up the next shot. And I had found a nice little spot in the shade and there was a beautiful Hawaiian breeze coming through from the trade winds. Mm -hmm. And out just offshore, I was watching a whole family of whales breaching and I had this moment of 
checking myself and going, this is your office. You are paid to stand here right now on the beach in Hawaii, in the breeze, watching whales breach offshore. Don't lose sight of that. You know, how special that is and how amazing and how beautiful and incredible that is because the shoot was really hard. You know, it was a grind and it was physically very demanding. Ironically, physically much more demanding than playing a superhero. We were out (laughs) in the jungle, we were out on the beach and we were running for dear life half of the time. And and so that was a beautiful moment. Wow. All right. So I, I have to ask all these years later, looking back, what do you make of the series finale? How did you feel about it? I really like it. The reason I really like it is one thing and one thing only, which is that our show spent six years leaving the audience with life's biggest questions at the end of every episode so that everyone could go to the water cooler the next day and they could talk about it with their friends or they could sit down at the dinner table with their family and they could discuss it or they could talk with their coworkers about it. But that was the invitation was we're going to pose this question and then we're going to leave it for you to try and answer together. And I think a lot of the audience wanted that finale to wrap it all up with an answer. They were like, they're going to finally give us the answer. And then it just asked the ultimate question of what do you really think all of this is? This thing we call living, this thing we call being alive and loving and existing as a human being. What do you think it is? Because Mm. the ending is so open for interpretation that it really is an open-ended question. And I just thought, what a beautiful thing to invite the audience one last time to go back to the water cooler and look each other in the eye and say, what do you think? And what Mm. do I think? And explore and like search themselves for the answer. And if they had given an answer, now that's a cult. Now that's a religion. Now that's something else. It's no longer art. But mm-hmm. art asks you to search yourself for the answers. And I really respect and honor that they did that. Wow. I love that. that, love that. Yeah. Ending with the ultimate question is that is the ultimate lost way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Changing gears, if IMDb is to be believed, you had an uncredited role as a police officer in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Is this true? (laughs) This is true. I wouldn't call it uncredited role. I would call it an extra gig. I was an extra, basically. But yes, I did. I was wearing a police uniform. And I think I escorted one of the lead characters out of the scene. I don't know who it was. I wasn't really watching the show. But yes, I was in it. (laughs) Wow. Me to do a rewatch. I know. I'm like literally going back to my Disney Plus tonight. (laughs) All right. In December, you and Catherine Newton visited Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure. What was it like for you meeting the Wasp? And did you give her any pointers? Oh, man. It's always so cool to see another woman embodying that suit, helping carry the load to bring her to as many people as possible. You know, the more wasps there are out there, the more little kids have that magical moment of shaking her hand and meeting their hero. And the more times that, you know, Disney can spread that magic farther and farther afield. And so it's just always really cool for me to look across and see a reflection of the wasp in somebody else. Mm. Hmm. Well, back in 2004, you rode what was then the Tower of Terror at Disney California Adventure with your lost castmates. Have you been back on it again now that it's themed to Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, that day. 
the oh. day that I met the wasp. What? So, yeah, we did this beautiful holiday special for Disney. Catherine and I were greeting the Disney fans for Christmas Day and took them on a little tour of some of the campus. And what's one of the rides we visited? And that is exactly what I said that morning. It was <laughs> in the morning and I'm on the Tower of Terror. Or what is it called now? Uh, Guardians, Guardians of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy Mission, Mission Breakout. Breakout. Yes. <laughs> Guys, can I just call it Mission Breakout? That's a yes. mouthful. It is. It is. For, <laughs> so you, we, on, for you, we say yes. I'm on, thank you. Thank you. I'm on the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And I <laughs> the last time I was on this ride, it was called Tower of Terror. And it was with my lost castmates. And it was my first, like, I think it was the first year of the show. And it was, I had yeah. just, I had been a, an extra on film sets. I was a university student before that. So that was my first explosion into this world of celebrity and Hollywood and everything. And my head was just spinning. And to revisit it now as a 43-year-old mother who has been working in the business for 20 years, it felt so different. And it felt so cool to be sitting beside a 24-year-old young woman who was like kind of exactly where I was in my stage of life back then. The only difference is Catherine Newton has also been working in the business for 20 years. <laughs> she is definitely not green or new, but it was neat. I love it. Well, sadly, we are almost out of time, but we end every interview with the same question, which given your history with the company, maybe a hard one. And, and even before, what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, I'll tell you my favorite Disney. I was going to say maybe being a part of the Disney parade with Matthew Fox and Harold Perrineau back at the beginning of Lost. That was very fun. But what tops that actually is I was in town for some press to promote a movie once when my oldest son was four and my husband and I had never planned on taking our kids to Disneyland. It wasn't our cup of tea. It wasn't our thing, but we were like, well, we're in town and he's four. It's almost cruel not to. <laughs> no, we're kind of vicious if we don't. So we took him and our theory was let's just like let, him loose like a wild animal and see what happens and not navigate and not plan and not have an idea of what we have to get to in the next six hours that we're here. And so this little four-year-old walks into this place that is designed entirely for him. And his eyes got twice the size they ever had been before in his life. And it, he you couldn't wipe the smile off his face for the entire time we were there. I think he visited the same four rides over and over and over again. He had no idea that there was like 40,000 other rides to get to. And we just let him. And it completely changed our minds about Disneyland. It was so magical seeing it through his eyes and having that experience. And it's also my advice to every parent who takes little ones to Disneyland. Let them be the guide. Let them be the boss. And then it's so stress-free and it's so beautiful. And he has a fantastic memory of Disneyland, even though he only saw like a 16th of what it had <laughs> Wow. What a great story. That's so it. good. Oh, what good advice. Evangeline, thank you so much. This is incredible. All right. Now, next, share you and I, we need to write a firmly worded email to get her on a Disney cruise, I think. That is correct. <laughs> yes, we do. And to shorten the name of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yes. That's right. Well noted, both of you. Well noted. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love her. <sighs> Me too. What a ray of sunshine. Indeed. Indeed. And 
thank goodness she was here to clear up the conflama around Lizzie McGuire. I I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to go back and, and look out for her. I think you should. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. I think it requires a rewatching. Definitely. Along with any excuse. Along with a rewatching of Ant-Man and the Lost Quantum Mania, which I so good, yes. so good. And why not all of Lost while you're at it? Absolutely. Lost and the first Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like really just like an Evangeline Lily Pope Paris, if you will. I will. A buffet. (laughs) And and before we sign off, I do want to do a huge thank you. So many people reached out to me on the socials. Our fabulous Inga has left us and and a bunch of people have reached out to me to volunteer to be our new co-host, Sherry. So thank you all very much for your inquiries. I will have you know plans are underway to bring in a magical new host who we will reveal in the coming weeks. So just sit tight and uh, enjoy a churro while you wait. And thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hey, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.